Hey guys, just jumping on real quick here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard of it, Anchor is through Spotify. It's one of the easiest ways just to be able to produce a podcast. It's got everything you need in just one place. So Anchor has the tools. It allows you to record, edit, do everything you need to make a podcast right from your phone or your computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcasts on different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many different more. It's an awesome tool. I love using it. I've been using it for a little bit now. And the cool thing about it is it's absolutely free. So if you're interested in starting up a podcast, if you're interested in getting involved in podcast work, then download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Why does healing from narcissistic abuse or just emotional, mental, crazy abuse, period, like take so long? Like, why isn't it faster? Seems like it takes forever. And recently I did a couple of videos about like it taking so long and also like how it's hidden. But I wanted to dive into it like a little bit more to kind of give a little bit more clarity, but also just expand upon that topic some. If you guys haven't seen the book that we've been going through recently, it's called The Narcissist in Your Life by Julie Hall. Uh, it's been a great resource and a great book because we've been kind of going through talking about bits and pieces of it. If you guys don't know who I am, my name is Ben Taylor. I run this Raw Motivations and we're on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all over the place trying to be able to establish awareness, growth, healing, and change. If you don't follow on some of the other platforms, it's under Raw Motivations. Feel free to check it out. We're dropping nuggets of truth every single day. Give a quick idea of what I do on a day-to-day -day basis. I meet with people in coaching for one-on-one -on -one Zoom calls all across the globe. It starts at like 5 a.m. in the morning, sometimes till 4 in the afternoon, working with people to be able to help them break free of the trauma bond, be able to get through that addictive cycle of being addicted to another person in that rumination phase, and then get to a place where we're building healthy boundaries forward and then also backward to make sure that you don't get back with a narcissist or you don't get with a narcissist in the future because those boundaries are really meant for you, not for anyone else. If you're interested in talking sometime, you can go to my website, rawmotivations.com. You can click the link down below. If you're interested in being in a part of a community that's actually working on their healing, growth, and change, then check out the NARC app, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. It's a fantastic community. We've had over 4,000 people that have downloaded, logged into the app, and just over the past like four months since it's been up. Please check that out. We've got coaching and training on there. We've got one-on-ones. You can be able to grab one-on-ones with different creators on different platforms. Uh, we've got places for you to track your no contact, where you record your truth, for you to engage in monthly coaching that's helping you grow and develop further than just about narcissism. We have a lot of different resources and courses on there to be able to help educate you and be able to help give you that next step as you move forward healing from narcissistic abuse. That healing process is really hard. That healing process feels like forever and feels really hard to be able to work through. I've got a couple things I wanted to highlight. There's actually six things I wanted to highlight here in this book. First one is it says narcissistic abuse is hidden. Narcissists often go to great lengths to conceal their abusive behavior and project an ideal image of themselves and their life to the outside world. They are in essence all about the projection, image rather than substance, and they guilt, shame, and bully those around them into supporting their shame, re shame reality. The family members are continuously pressured to, com to comply with their demands and uphold the distorted versions of the family that the narcissists insist on, regardless of the harm that it does to all involved. 
Often they gaslight and browbeat their partner into enabling their behavior, making their harm to the family that much harder to call out. Narcissistic abuse is hidden. There's a lot of people that are like, oh, well, it's not really real. Like, we don't really see it. Well, that's because it's very hard to see, especially if you're dealing with a covert narcissist. And a lot of people that watch these videos are like, oh, my gosh, like, that's exactly what happened to me. I'm not crazy. Well, the reality is you're not. You've been dealing with someone who's prepped your life, that's prepped your reality to be and feel crazy when in reality you're not. You're just reacting normally to the circumstances that you've been put through. Second thing I want to be able to highlight is narcissistic abuse is hard to believe. In addition to being hidden from public view, narcissist abuse is so much beyond the bounds of normal behavior that is hard to believe, even for those subjected to it. People without direct experience with narcissism have little to no reference point for understanding narcissists' grotesquely inflated self-importance, outsides' need for attention and admiration, pathological lack of empathy. One needs one need look no further than the catastrophic abuses of such malignant narcissist tyrants as Joseph Stalin, Adolf Hitler, Saddam Hussein, Pol Pot, uh, Idi Admin, to understand how far narcissists can go and how much they are allowed to get away with. See, narcissists is not just hidden from public view. It's also really hard to believe. Like, there's people that I talk to on a day-to-day -day basis in one one They're just like, I just don't understand. Like, how could someone do this? Like, why would someone do this to a good person? Like, why would someone do this to me? Because it isn't believable to a lot of people. And if you haven't actually gone through narcissistic abuse, if you haven't actually been with a narcissist that's mentally, emotionally, physically, sexually, like all the different types of things has messed with your mind, head, will, and emotions, you don't really know the full effect of it. There's so many people that are outside the narcissistic relationship that are trying to speak truth into it or that are trying to say, like, just leave the relationship. And they're like, why can't you just get over it? There's a lot more that goes into narcissism than what people actually realize and what people actually understand. Even now, people are still learning more and more and more about it. Some of the leading edges of um, technology and thought process and theoreticals, all these different types of things are still learning today about it because it's so hard to understand and it's so unbelievable. Number three, narcissistic abuse trains you to blame yourself. A hallmark of narcissism is refusing accountability and blaming others, particularly victims. By blaming a targeted victim for their abusive behavior, narcissists deflect responsibility and further weaken the target's defenses. The best case scenario for narcissists is to be able to manipulate and abuse freely without consequence, and conditioning victims to blame themselves is the most effective way to ensure their compliance. For children in the narcissistic family, unlearning the habit of self-blame is particularly, particularly difficult because they have been manipulated since birth and it's become a natural defense mechanism for children to blame themselves rather than see their parents as selfish, cruel, or unloving. Now in that example, it's specifically around the parents, but it happens the same way in relationships, even in like work environments, it's easier to blame yourself. How many of you today are struggling with that aspect? Or you're struggling with blaming yourself? Maybe if I would have done something better, maybe if I could have changed more, maybe if I would have loved him better, maybe if I could have shown her love better, then they would have stayed. A lot of times the narcissist will flip the script, will put it back on you, and will make you think that you're the crazy one because it's your fault. And you hear that time and time and time again, and over a period of time, you start to believe it. You start to think, okay, well, I, I did react crazy in this scenario. Well, 
what happened before it. I had someone that I was talking to the other day in a one-on-one and they were talking just a moment about like reactive abuse. And they were like, they're always focused on the reaction. The thing is, they're so focused on the reaction, people forget to focus on the action that happened before the reaction. Because that's really what it comes down to. The narcissist pushes you to a place where you seem crazy, you act crazy, you act out. And then they're like, see, you're the crazy one. When in reality, you're not. But how you're responding seems crazy because of everything they just put you through. Number four, narcissistic abuse is written in the body. Particularly for people who have grown up in narcissistic homes, trauma resulting from narcissistic abuse causes not just emotional, but psychological long-term damage. According to the American American Academy of Pediatrics, disruptions to the parent-child relationship are significantly associated with many leading causes of adult death, such as stroke, cancer, and heart disease, and with heavy health service utilization. As we have discussed, such children experience brain or hormonal trauma responses that can last a lifetime and lead to a variety of acute and chronic dysregulation and disease. They commonly develop CPTSD and other health fallout, including autoimmune disorders, profound sleep disturbance, vulnerability to addictions, self-destructive behaviors, and an inclination toward further victimization in their relationships. Narcissism and the abuse that happens from it wrecks havoc in a lot of people's bodies. Whether that's anxiety, whether that's weight gain, whether that's OCD, whether that's sleeplessness, like you name it. CPTSD is a huge form of narcissistic abuse. It's the idea of PTSD, but it's complex. It's happening over and over and over again in the present. It's not something in the past. It's in the present and it keeps happening and it keeps being validated by that abuse time and time and time again. And if you're struggling with a lot of different physical symptoms and you've been in a crazy or a toxic relationship, one, seek help, seek therapy, seek a coach, try to be able to work on that because there's a lot of things that happen, whether you came from a narcissistic household or you came from a narcissistic relationship, there's a lot of things that wreak havoc on your body. A good friend of mine that's a creator on a lot of these platforms is Brie. She runs the platform Abuse is Abuse. She's on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube as well. So look her up, Brie. She runs Abuse is Abuse. One of the things that she works through on for herself on a day-to-day basis is the OCD that came about from growing up in a narcissistic household. How she's had to cope with that. How she's had to work through her anxiety. All those different types of things are huge that she's had to be able to work on because of being in that narcissistic relationship. If you struggle with that in particular and you want to reach out to her and check out some of her platform, she does coaching as well and tries to help people through that of some of her growth and healing process as well. All right, number five, narcissistic abuse violates common codes of conduct. All societies are held together by codes of conduct. Most of us try to treat others as we wish to be treated. But narcissistically disordered people live by inequity and double standards. When narcissists fall, they're not only when when narcissists fall, they not only demand help, but furthermore blame the other person for their fall. Okay? Says, "You tripped me. I couldn't see where I was going because you were in the way. I was distracted because you were talking too much. You wanted me to fall." Narcissists love to be able to switch it around and put all the blame back on you. And it doesn't make sense. Like literally, like when they get to the place of they can't blame another person, you see even more rage, even more frustration because they're like, this was supposed to be not my fault because everything with the narcissist is supposed to be not their fault. 
All right, last one here. Narcissistic abuse is supported by power structures. Narcissists exploit internal systems of power to cover, protect, justify, and enforce what they do. Narcissistic parents have power over children, narcissistic men over women, narcissistic bosses over employees, narcissistic clerks over congregation, clerics over congregations, narcissistic teachers over students, narcissistic politicians over communities and societies, and the list goes on and on and on. Those targeted face further victimization by institutions supporting narcissists. So if you feel you're being impatient with yourself, remember that the brutal and insidious nature of NPD and how devastating narcissistic abuse is and its consequences are. I hope when we went through that, you were able to identify, understand, and see some of those out of those six different attributes, the six different things about that healing that's so hard to work through and understand one, you're not alone, and two, you're not crazy. 